thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We welcome you today to Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And I tell you what, this message will not leave you disappointed because the Word never disappoints. Amen? So we are so glad to have you with us. We've got some studio audience here. They're hungry. We're hungry. You're hungry. And we say we're good students because we want to be even better doers of the Word. Listen, you got to pay attention in class if you're going to pass the test. And there's tests in life that come, not from God, but from the opposition. And in those, in those times of testing, we don't lay down what we've learned. We're a doer of what we've learned. Not only that, listen, we don't fall apart when things around us seemingly fall apart. And uh, the Word anchors us. The Word holds us steady. The Word holds us fast. And uh, as I said, we are doers of the Word because it's the doer that's blessed. It's not just, it's not just hearing uh, the sermon, but it's doing and putting that into place. So we invite you, be a student along with us today. Get your Bible, get a notepad, get a pen or pencil, follow along with us. And we're believing God for answers for you. And not only that, we're believing God that you'll hear things that don't even come out of my mouth, that the Holy Ghost will say something to you that quickens your answer to you. Amen. Amen. And so we have been so thrilled that God has had us on the topic of teaching on the mind. And uh, we're so glad because everybody's got one. So you can never say what she's teaching just doesn't apply to me. It applies. And not only that, since we have a mind, let's have a mind that we can live with. Not only live with, but let's have a mind that blesses, blesses our time here on earth. And I tell you that when you think right, um, you, you start removing every hindrance, uh, hindrances and opposition just can't get in. The enemy can only work through wrong thinking. He cannot work through right thinking. That's why the enemy is always seeking to inject wrong ways of thinking into the thought life. But know this, every thought that comes to you did not come from you. And so you need to learn to recognize what is not in line with the word? What's not in line with what God's thoughts are? Taking on God's thoughts, renewing our mind. It is our lifelong profession. And I tell you what, we never get to the point we're done. We have to continue to renew our minds the rest of our life. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, what does it mean to renew the mind? It means to take God's thoughts and make them yours. Yes. That's right. When you take God's thoughts and make them yours, what was impossible becomes possible. What was undoable is now doable. 
not because of not because of our of us and the natural mm -hmm. side, but because of the power of the one who who is the worker of miracles. And when we th when our thoughts are in agreement with His thoughts, mm -hmm. our minds are being renewed. Yeah. And it's not just you knowing what the Bible says that's a renewed mind. It's not even just memorizing the Bible. It's when the Word finds its place in your everyday actions. So our minds aren't being renewed unless we're acting on the Word and being a doer of the Word. Amen. And this is so important for us to learn because God offers us His thoughts. And I tell you what, they are perfect thoughts. They are right thoughts. And so uh, we take them. Amen. Amen. We don't hold on to our way of thinking when it's in opposition to his way. Because it, you'll learn this in life if you haven't already. God is always right. <laughs> so when we take on his thoughts, we take on right thoughts. Amen. And uh, I want us to, to start today in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Those of you who have been with us for months now watching this, um, I hope you can quote it with us because we've been starting every single broadcast up to this point with this verse. It's our golden text. And so this is something that Paul wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And he said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Aren't you grateful? Yes. No more fear the rest of our lives. Fear free, fear free. Well, we have to think like God if we're going to have that flow of fear free. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us something else. What has he given us? Power. We could say this anointing, authority, that our, the, the power of God flows through us exercising our authority. Uh, the, the anointing is the power and manifestation. So he's given unto us power. He's given unto us love, his love. It's a love that never fails. And then he's also given us a sound mind. Now notice he has given us these things. So we have to add our doing, our faith to these things that he's given us. You know, the love of God's on the inside of you, but you have to add your cooperation with that love. You have to draw on that love. You have to allow that love to dominate and respond based on that love when you want to respond based on something else. Well, it's the same thing with the mind. You, when, you want, when you're tempted to respond out of thoughts of fear, thoughts of worry, thoughts of panic, thoughts of doubt, you have to, on the, same, on the same way that you draw on the love of God, you have to draw on that sound mind. Amen. Not yielding to a wrong flow. even no, Because I tell you what, when opposition comes, there comes great pressure against the mind. Why? Because it's that, though, that flow, that wrong flow is trying to get you to yield, so it has to apply pressure. So uh, the good thing is, even though you feel pressure, at times, it's a, good, it's a sign you're not yielding to it. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. I like what the Amplified says in describing a sound mind. It uses these words, uh, a mind that's calm, mm -hmm. well-balanced, and notice this, disciplined. That's your part, not God's part. That's your part. He's given us his word whereby we can discipline it. Then the next word, self-control. 
So our mind is under our control and is our privilege to choose. We have a right to choose. What are we going to allow? The devil tries to dupe us into thinking that we are forced into taking his thoughts. We're not. We're not. We are to live the the, the mental life, the thought life that we choose. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we can recognize as we grow in Christ, we can recognize, wait a minute, I have been choosing the wrong way of thinking for too long. And this is where the word is so important to our lives because sometimes because we've been doing something for so long, thinking a certain way for so long, we don't even recognize it as wrong. Thank God for the Holy Ghost who will prompt us and the word that will reveal to us what right thinking is. So we need to take every thought and lay it under the word and say, does it pass the test of the word? Is it in agreement with the word? You know, uh, I believe it's in, uh, well, in the, what is it in Peter where he said, try the spirits. Well, I want you to say, and that, that means don't just accept everything. Because not only is there the Holy Spirit, there's evil spirits. And you have to distinguish what's coming from which one. And how do you do that? By trying it. How do you try it? You lay it up to the standard of the word. Which, which one passes the standard of the word? In the same way, do that with your thought life. Lay thoughts up to the word and say which one passes the standard or meets the standard of the word. Amen. Amen. And uh, the word is the final authority. Well, this is the way I've always thought, Pastor Nancy. This is the way I was raised. It doesn't matter the way you were raised if it's in opposition to the word. And that's called renewing your mind, meaning I lay down my way of thinking, my way of doing, my way of behaving, my way of operating to bring it in line with what God's word says. Amen. Thank God to know that he's given us a sound mind. Amen. But because we have a, he, we've been given a sound mind, we have to know how to treat that sound mind. You cannot feed a sound mind unsound thoughts and think you're going to maintain the sound mind he's given you. Amen. So we have to know how to handle and treat that sound mind. What's the diet of the sound mind? What's the thought life of a sound mind? And uh, we catch ourselves. We have to pay attention to what we're allowing ourselves to think on. Every divisive thing that has happened in anyone's relationships, whether it be with family members, with spouses, it all came from wrong thoughts. It all came from wrong thoughts. Well, they don't, they don't treat me this way. They don't do that. They don't do this. They don't, you have to catch things uh, in the thought when there's still a thought, don't let them, don't, don't let them come into being birthed yeah. through yeah. speaking them. Right. Yeah. I love something uh, that Dad Hagen used to say. Brother Hagen was our spiritual father for decades. And one of the things he used to say is a thought unspoken dies unborn. So learn that, because haven't you ever recognized I'm thinking wrong? I know I'm thinking wrong about this. Deal with things when they're in that thought, at the level of the thought life, 
Don't let them come out the mouth. <laughs> Catch it while it's still in the form of a thought. Don't let it take on the form of words. Now, when we talk about that, we also have to be aware, not just words spoken to someone else, what are you saying to yourself? Those are still words. Amen. Amen. So we have to allow ourselves, what are we allowing ourselves to think about? What are we allowing ourselves to feed ourselves? Amen. Amen. And we need to catch them before they become words that we would speak out. Amen. I want us to go also to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11. In previous episodes, we were visiting this verse, and I so appreciate this verse. This verse was one of the verses, the main verses that in a, in a season of testing that God pointed me to. And he was letting me know the reason you're troubled is because <laughs> you're not skillful with this verse. So Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11, the Amplified Classic Translation. Paul is writing and he says, not that I am implying that I was in any personal want. Now listen to this, for I have learned. Look at this, this great apostle of God had to learn something. He said, I have learned how to be content. Now people would read that word content and they would think, well, that means that I have to be okay with everything that comes to me. That's not what that means. He said, I have learned how to be content and then I like how the Amplified defines it. Satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. He wasn't okay with it in the sense of accepting being in a wrong place, but he was saying, I don't let the wrong place unsettle me. That's what contentedness is. Refusing to be unsettled, refusing to be disturbed, refusing to be disquieted. And this is, I tell you what, this is so important that we recognize that this is what, this is victory road right here. Amen. Jesus already purchased our victory. He handed it to us that any opposition that comes, we have been handed the victory. The end result of victory is ours. So how do we stay on that victory road so that we arrive at the right exit? <laughs> Or that we don't stay in the wrong, uh, on the wrong road. We don't get on the wrong road and stay on it and just never quite arrive at the victory that has been provided for us. Well, right here tells us a very big key of what the victory road looks like. What is our part on the victory road? Because from the time a need shows up until the time the manifestation of your answer, you've got a, a, many times a passing of time. And this is how to behave during that passage of time. To not be disturbed. To not be disquieted. If we're troubled by anything, it's because we're believing the wrong thing. If we're being disturbed anxious, panicked. It's because we're allowing our thought life to focus on the wrong 
thing. And this is what God told me in that season of testing. He said, it's not about getting the devil to leave you alone. It's about you learning to be undisturbed and untroubled right in the midst of the test. That's victory. Not only is it victory, that's mastery with your victory. That skill with your victory. I tell you what, get this verse on the inside of you. Meditate on it. I've learned how to be content. Notice this. He uses this word learned. It shows us it's a process. You're not going to arrive overnight. You have to continue to practice it. I refuse to be troubled. I refuse to be anxious. I refuse to be panicked. I refuse to let my mind just race into into wrong imaginations. Imagining the worst. Imagining the outcome. Listen, when you need a miracle... You don't have any room in your thought life or your mouth for anything except what God says. You don't have room for the what ifs. You don't have room for the imaginations of the worst and how this could turn out. You got no room for the unknown future. And you tried to fill it in with a wrong imagination of what the future is going to hand you. you. You cannot do it. I tell you what, the faith life is a disciplined thought life. The faith life is a disciplined attention. I mean, you're not just floating through life just hoping you arrive in what faith what faith can win. No, you get there very, very much on purpose. And when we arrive at victory, it's not by mistake. And it's not because we just happen to float there. We took purposeful steps. And part of the purposeful steps is I refuse to be disturbed. I refuse to be disquieted. Well, and you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I'm trying not to be disturbed. I realize I'm disturbed. I'm trying to stop that. Well, it's not about you stopping that. It's about you putting your attention and your focus on what doesn't disturb you. What is that? The Word. What has God said to you? That's your peace. That's your joy. That's your anchor in life. And so it's not about trying not to be disturbed, trying not to be fearful. It's about you being completely absorbed with that which does not disturb, that which does not trouble you. Amen. That means just that Word coming in. And I would say this, we need to understand this. It is not about, um, it's not about getting rid of wrong thoughts. It's about pouring in right thoughts. Let the right thoughts push out the wrong thoughts. Instead of you handling the wrong thoughts, I got to get rid of that. I got to get rid of that. I got to quit thinking that way. I got to quit. I've got, I quit. I can't keep being fearful. No, it's not about you trying to undo those things. It's about you pouring in that which destroys those things. Amen. Pouring in the word, pouring in right thoughts. To pour them in, it's not just reading your Bible. It is part part of that. It's not just taking steps on purpose of faith, but it is entertaining word thoughts in your thought life. It's so critical that you soak and saturate your thought life with the word. The Bible calls it meditation. Jesus called it my words abiding in you. Amen. Amen. 
And it's not just a, a courteous nod to the word. That won't get you through. Not when there's demons involved. You have to be skillful. You have to gain skill and you have to be very purposeful. And so it's not just a, like I said, a courteous nod. Well, the word says this, and then you let go of it. In the face of opposition, you, you purposefully grab hold of, and I would say this, what word is the Holy Spirit quickening to you? Not just a random word. What is the Holy Spirit quickening to you? What's he reminding you of? Grab hold of that, and I mean, you, you hang on to that thing like a dog with a bone that will not give it up in a pack of dogs. Because I tell you, sometimes you feel like a pack of opposition. A whole herd of opposition is against you. You grab hold of that bone and you hold on to it in the face of every bit of opposition and you say, you're not getting none of this. Amen. Listen, when you've got a strong, unrelenting hold on the word, you don't care how much opposition is there. Whether it's one, whether it's 10, whether it's 20, you're not letting it go for one, much less 20. That's right. That's right. It's not about how much opposition, uh-huh. how much opposition is against you. It's how strong is your hold. Because if you don't have a strong hold, it only takes one thing opposing you yes. to undo That's you. But when you got a strong hold, it doesn't matter if there's one thing, ten things, a hundred things. It doesn't matter what's opposing you. Amen. Amen. So this is what Paul says, I've learned. What's he saying? I've learned how to take the word and hold on to it. Now, you have to remember, where was he at this time? He's sitting in prison. Dark place. Difficult place. And he's sitting there. uh, He's sitting there for having done something good, (laughs) for having done what was right. So he's put in a wrong place for doing something good. Well, he had to learn, and he did learn in that place. He says, I'm undisturbed. I'm not disquieted. I'm not troubled. I'm content. Whether they open the door or not, I'm content. Whether they let me out or not, I'm content. Not with being in there, but being untroubled while you're there. Now, when is the test in your life going to get over when you're no longer troubled by it? When it no longer frightens you. When it no longer threatens you. You're not, you don't feel threatened. Uh-uh. When, it's when you're standing up and you're charging that thing. Now, this is something you have to understand that is so important, and that is this. We do not have to hold out against the devil. He has to hold out against us. Why? Because greater is he that's in us. So if the devil's going to come at us, we don't just take this victim cowering, retreating posture. Brother, he comes at us, we lunge right back at him and say, now you're going to have to hold out against me. You started this and I'm finishing it. You can't determine what is going to be started against you, but you can always determine the finish of it. My mother used to say to us four kids, she'd say, you can start anything with me, you're big enough to let me finish. 
In other words, you may start it, but I'm going to finish it. And you better be sure you can handle the finish that I'm going to hand you. <laughs> so we knew don't start anything with mama. Don't start talking back. Don't start arguing <laughs> because she was going to finish it. And it wasn't going to be finished the way we imagined in our heads. <laughs> but Paul is saying this. He says, I've learned how to be content. I've learned how to be undisturbed, how to be, how I'm not disquieted. And I love the last statement, in whatever state I am. It doesn't, it's not your setting that's your victory. It's what you know and do that's your victory. He was in a setting that did not look like victory. He's sitting in prison, but he did not think that his victory still wasn't his. Amen. Victory is in what we believe, what we know, what we act on. It's not in what we feel in the setting around our life. Listen, there may be people around your life not treating you right, but you can be content right in the middle of it. Why? Because they're not my focus and what they're doing is not my focus. What belongs to me, who I am in Christ. Amen. I'm undisturbed and and I'm not, and I'm and I am not uh, disquieted by anything they say or do. Because Paul was sitting in that place. Listen, those guards aren't in there singing them lullabies. They're taunting them. They're harassing. Amen. Different. You don't know what all kinds of situations were. And he says, "I'm content. I'm not content to be there, but content." to be untroubled while he's there. This is what belongs to us in Christ. Amen. That we are not impressed by anything less than victory. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, to be untroubled, undisturbed. I want to pray with those of you who are watching right now. And you say, Pastor Nancy, um, I'm troubled. I've been disturbed. I've been anxious. I've been panicked. Some may even be medicated. You know, really, drinking alcohol, taking drugs, all of this is a form of just trying to medicate people's way into peace. But I tell you, acting on the Word is your peace. And I will pray with you, but I will say this, even no matter who prays with you, no one can cast an unrenewed mind out of you. You have to renew your mind with the word on purpose. So when someone prays with you, it never dismisses us from being a doer of the word. Amen. We have to take these things that I'm teaching and say, I'm going to live that way. I choose. I choose that flow for my life. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. It's working. I thank you for that all-conquering word working in the life of those who are viewing right now. Some, Father, have been harassed that the enemy has taken advantage of them. And we say no more because the light of the word drives back darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend the light. Satan, you take your hands off their minds. You take your hands off their situations. And I say be free in Jesus' name. Be free. And I say the peace of God. Rise up and flow mightily 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of this book, uh, Peace, Living Free from Worry. We want you to get your copy of it. You can go to DufresneMinistries.org and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Ladies' Conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at thefraneministries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.